Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together we are taking you Inside Disney. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) (laughs) How are you all doing? Great, you know, just chilling in my closet per usual, which is fitting because I'm, as you know, watching Monsters at Work. I'm not watching it from the closet. I'd like to clarify, (laughs) although maybe I should immersive experience that way. (laughs) That would be a a very unique and interesting way to watch monsters at work Um, it sure would maybe i'll give it a try anyway highly recommend that show for anyone who's not watching it on disney plus it is hilarious so good what have you guys been up to well last week we did this really awesome d23 member event screening of jungle cruise at the el capitan theater in hollywood hundreds of members all of course adhering to current safety protocols some fabulous masks that matched outfits, I will say. Fun. It was so much fun for, I mean, obviously the movie is great. I got, that was my second time seeing it. So it was a lot of fun to get to see it with members. We had Dole Whip. I mean, who doesn't <gasps> love Dole Whip? <sighs> I mean, I mean. That was amazing. We had Mike Vargo there talking and a big surprise, the fantastic CEO of our company, Bob Chapek, came out and introduced wow. the movie, which was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. No so big was- deal. Nope, it was very fun. And uh, while you were catching up on Monsters at Work, I finished the second fabulous season of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Lots of cliffhangers on this one. So, oh my gosh. Tony, what do you think? I will say I too finished the season and I was that person that went back to that series looking for more episodes. (laughs) (laughs) because I didn't want to believe that was a season finale. So I need a lot of things answered as well, Jeffrey, with you on that. Totally. That Lily, like, oh my gosh, I, so many feelings, so many, so many feelings, but uh, I don't want to give anything away, but what else, what else, Tom? I know, same. Well, just some fun New York City activity for me. I got to go back to our GMA Times Square studio for the first time for GMA in over a year to meet our lovely interns. We flew them all in. They're all working remote. We flew them all in for National Intern Day and I got to spend a few days with them. And they were in a lovely segment that they produced for us for air. And it was so great to see everybody with the interns and our cast and crew. And of course, to my gal pal, Robin Roberts, who we will be talking with in this episode. I'm so excited. I mean, Disney legend, Robin Roberts. What a woman. Great stories from her. But first, we got some news. We got some news. Surprise, surprise. We've got news. news. We do have a lot of news this week. Okay, let's get started. Get ready to explore a galaxy far, far away. Not so far, far from now. (laughs) Yes, new details have been revealed about Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, which is opening spring 2022 at Walt Disney World Resort. Yes, Mm. 
guys, you got to check it out. There is a new video on the Disney Parks blog. It's like 20 minutes long yes. featuring Imagineer and friend of the pod, Scott Trowbridge, who is one of the mm. masterminds behind Galaxy's Edge. And he's leading this roundtable discussion about what fans can look forward to in their two-night stay aboard this truly, truly groundbreaking experience. Yeah, I totally love that. One of the things that I thought was really great in the video is how they talk about how things that you will experience on the attractions like Rise of the Resistance and Smuggler's Run actually will factor into the story of your experience on the Galactic Star Cruiser. Like, why are you getting the coaxium when you're on Smuggler's Run and things like that? So uh, that I thought was really, really yes. cool and, and a really good way to tie all the storytelling of the land together. What stood out to me was the first look of the Star Cruiser food. <laughs> Did you see the shrimp? Yes, I saw the shrimp. The first night's dinner is going to feature a show with music performed by aliens. I mean, can it get any better than that? No, the answer is no. Well, head to StarWarsGalacticStarCruiser.com for new updates as they come out. Mm. Well, another cruise that guests will be able to enjoy is the Disney Wish. And our friends at Disney Cruise Line just unveiled a slew of new details, particularly for those of us who like to indulge in adult beverages. <laughs> Some really cool adult experiences. Of, well, first off, the Census Spa, which is somewhere that I always pay a visit to on the cruise line, they're adding an entire outdoor area, which is an extension of their rainforest experience for, for anyone who's been on the cruise before, which the renderings look beautiful. There's now two salon experiences. There's the Untangled Salon, which of course has the Rapunzel theme, and Hook's Ooh. Barbary, which is for the gentlemen or the those who would like a more pirate-esque cut. Plus, there's a hidden bar in the Barbary, a little pre-prohibition experience, and they're going to do some tastings there. I just love that, and I can't wait to see it. The decor, I'm sure it's just going to be off the chart. They unveiled a couple of the nighttime bar lounge locations, the Keg and Compass, which is going to be designed sort of like an 1800s Norwegian sailor's map. I've got a few of those hanging around in my house. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> It'll also be a place where they have some of the games going if you, you want to catch some of the sports. Plus uh, Nightingales, a piano bar inspired by Cinderella's lyrical rendition of Sing Sweet Nightingale from the 1950 film. The Bayou, a little New Orleans-inspired lounge adjacent to in the lobby, themed to Princess and the Frog. There will be beignets, Sherry. There will be <gasps> beignets. Alert, <gasps> alert. What I love about it is they've enhanced the level of immersion and storytelling in all of these spaces. So they really take the adults into consideration, which I just, I, I love. So cannot wait. I'm sure I will be rambling on about the Disney wish for many, many, many months to come. <laughs> well, love is in the air, you guys. Love, Victor, that is, uh. which was renewed for season three on Hulu. Yay! Super fun. The series, of course, takes place after the events of the film Love, Simon. And I got to talk to some of the cast and creators during Pride Month this summer. It's really remarkable how that team has put together this show and this series. Mm. So if you need to catch up, both seasons are on Hulu right now. Like High School Musical and Musical the series, I'm very eager to see what happens after season two. Yeah. So great. Same, same. Another show renewed, The Mighty Ducks Game Changers just renewed for season two at Disney+. Plus, and they are slating production for the series, which stars Emilio Estevez and Lauren Graham for early 2022. So looking forward to seeing that sometime in the future. Love that. Well, I have some save the dates. Yes, please. Save the dates, y'all. First up, Marvel Studios' Hawkeye is set to release on drum roll, please. 
Thank you, Sherry. November 24th on Disney Plus, starring, of yes. course, Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. Mm-hmm. Super excited for this one. And on September 8th on Disney Plus, you can start streaming Doogie Kameloha, MD. Woohoo! Yes. Cannot wait. Yay. Cannot wait for that Peyton Elizabeth Lee. Love her. Yes. Well, in more Disney Plus news, Disney Presents Goofy in How to Stay at Home is coming to Disney Plus on August 11th. I mean, I think I'm an expert in how to stay at home, but I could definitely use a tip. Use some tips from Goofy, I'm sure. It's a trio of all new hand-drawn animated shorts from acclaimed master animator and director Eric Goldberg, who we know and love from his work on Aladdin, Pocahontas, Moana, many more, and friend of the pod, Bill Farmer, of course, is voicing Goofy. Amazing. Also coming to Disney Plus. I mean, everything's coming to Disney Plus. Let's just face it. (laughs) Very excited. Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales from the geniuses who brought the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special to life last year, which I watched multiple times because it was so (laughs) funny. The new special will debut as part of Disney Plus's Hello Stream celebration. Tony Hale and Christian Slater are joining the cast. So exciting. Following the events of Rise of Skywalker, Poe and BB-8, they need to make an emergency landing on Mustafar, that volcanic planet, where, of course, they meet the greedy and conniving Grabala the Hutt, who has purchased Darth Vader's (laughs) castle and is renovating it into the galaxy's first all-inclusive Sith-inspired luxury hotel. (laughs) I literally cannot wait, cannot wait. (laughs) Well, we obviously cannot talk about Halloween without talking about the holidays. I mean, I can't talk about anything without talking about the holidays, (laughs) but this is relevant. Disney's storybook advent calendars are back and they are available for pre-order on Amazon and they're going to be released on October 26th. There are three Mm. versions of the calendar available this year. The first is the original filled with Disney and Pixar stories. Second is a Marvel edition. And the third one is a brand new Disney princess edition. Each one contains 24 mini paperback books that are wrapped in festive envelopes. And of course, you unwrap one every day, December 1st through December 24th. I would like to advocate for a 364-day advent calendar, because when am I not counting down to Christmas? Fair. Totally fair. (laughs) Agree. Well, this film was definitely worth the wait for me, you guys. Jungle Cruise. Yes. I cannot stop thinking about how great this film was. And it arrived with a box office bang, debuting at number one, opening at an estimated $90 million globally in theaters and on Disney Plus with Premier Access. So much to celebrate. Box office is back. Movie going is back. Carpets are back. So much to celebrate. And for more Jungle Cruise hilarity, did y'all see the Secret Skippers video that Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt starred in? I was like crying with laughter. It's so funny. So if you didn't catch it, check it out. It's on the Walt Disney Studios YouTube page. But basically the two of them are on the Jungle Cruise ride at Disneyland surprising guests. And (laughs) they take the helm of the boat. And the catch is that they could only say what their co-star Jack Whitehall is telling them to say via an earpiece. So the guests don't know that they're being fed these insane lines <laughs> and they are oh my gosh. so funny they're like so self-deprecating and they say them with a totally straight face because it's Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt it's like hilarious the best Jungle Cruise ride I have ever seen yep yep toots isn't that yes. oh my god so funny <laughs> so funny well another big Disneyland news 
Disneyland just announced the new Magic Key program for guests who are frequent visitors to the parks. You remember our good pal Ken Potrock was on the pod a few months ago saying that a replacement program for the annual pass would Mm. be coming. This guest-centric offering is going to be delivering choice, flexibility, and value for admission. There are four different prices, four different tiers, four different ways to experience the magic. There's a lot of fours. There's a variety of things they (laughs) offer. Some have discounts, some have parking. So a lot of really great opportunities. There's going to be some surprises for the magic key holders. Anyone who signs up in the first 66 days, of course, because Disneyland is celebrating its 66th anniversary this year, they will get a charter member welcome package that will include items like a Mm. premium branded pin, a celebratory button, a magnet, and more. And guests will be able to start signing up on August 25th. Complete details on that are at the Disney Parks blog. Plus, also revealed, our pals over in Walt Disney World announced that new annual pass sales for Walt Disney World Resort will become available in time for the start of the 50th celebration. So great news. They are coming out of the parks. From one bit of news to another, you guys know what it's time for. Snack time? Ooh, yeah, I hope so. Always snack time. Always food with you, too. It is time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete details, visit D23.com. And up first, we have Marvel's Spidey and his amazing friends. Series premiere Friday, August 6th. It's 9 a.m. Eastern on Disney Channel and Disney Junior, featuring fan favorite characters like Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy, and Doc Ock. Woo! Well, also on Friday, August 6th, new to the Disney Plus library is the hilarious Mrs. Doubtfire starring Disney legend Robin Williams. I mean, our favorite elderly British nanny is starring in this movie. So check check it out if you haven't seen it. I saw it for the first time relatively recently, and it is so funny. So I will definitely give it a rewatch. Nice. Love that. Well, you can watch the movie Logan on Friday, August 6th at 10.30 a.m. on FX this weekend, Rise and Shine. And the film, of course, stars Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart. We do like to note that that is for the older Marvel and Disney fans. It's a TVMA, so we like to always note that. But for people of all ages, we have The Owl House with a new episode on Saturday, August 7th at 10 a.m. on Disney Channel. And on it, Luz gets sick with the common mold. Mm. That's That just sounds... So unappealing. (laughs) Poor thing. And finally, I love a Broadway moment, y'all. You can watch The King and I on Saturday, August 7th at 12.45 a.m. Eastern on FXM, a perfect late night binge for the 1956 film adaptation of the Rodgers and Hammerstein musical. I will be tuning in to this one for sure. Makes me want to whistle a happy tune. Aw. On to our guest, who joined a little show called Good Morning America as co-anchor in 2005. Since then, the show has won five Daytime Emmys for Outstanding Morning Program. More recently, she gave us the ultimate behind-the-scenes glimpse in the Disney Plus docuspecial One Day at Disney and was named a Disney legend in 2019. Now she's giving us all the feels in a new series, Turning the Tables, debuting on Disney Plus, Please welcome Disney legend, GMA co-anchor, author, journalist, thriver, and friend, Ms. Robin Roberts. And the crowd goes mild. (laughs) (laughs) 
You give oh me all goodness. the feels, Tony. You give me all I, the feels. I got you, girl. I got you. All right. Well, all right. Listen, I am the most dated right now because obviously we get to work every day. So this is pretty fun for me. And fun fact, you were the first person, Robin, to say hi to me when I first started at GMA almost six years ago. I could not have been the first. The first of many. Because we, we love Absolutely. you. We oh, love you. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. We love you, love you, love you. Especially my partner, Amber. My partner, Amber, is in love with you, Tony. I don't know what you all have going on in social media, but she just thinks you <laughs> rule the world. It all goes down in the DMs, but let me tell you, the whole Robin, <laughs> the whole Robin squad, I, I feel like I'm part of the family, so thank you. Oh, my cool goodness. Beans. Well, true to your new series, we're getting to turn the tables a little bit on you here ourselves to this podcast so let's get right into it okay turning the tables this is all about conversations with iconic powerhouse women i mean come on how did this come about and how did your team take on creating this i have to give credit to the spring hill company led by the king king james lebron james they reached out to my production company rock and robin and i think it was because of you know he had a show shop where he talked with a lot of guys, mainly guys. Sometimes he had women, but they were mainly guys talking at a barbershop about certain things. And what a kind of like a woman's take on it. And so we started a collaboration. We started noodling. We're like, huh, let me think about this. I interview for a living on GMA and enjoy doing it, but often find myself, as you would, you can relate to, Tony, that, you know, there's always so much more to the conversation than what we are able, the time limits that we have on, on GMA, we have to keep moving. And so I was very much drawn to the fact of having authentic conversations with some incredible women, all with the intent of learning more, not just about them, but gleaning success leaves clues. And so being able to, through their stories, be able to help those who are going to view it on Disney+. Plus. Okay, so I know you're used to being the one doing the interviewing. What was it like to have the tables turned on you? I'm not used to that. I'm not, I like asking the questions. Even now, you know, you're the one that's in, in control. I'm like, yeah, because there are times, you know, that on, again, referring to GMA, you know, talking to the, to the guests, and sometimes they'll ask a question of us, but we've got to, you know, keep it moving and want to keep it focused on them. So I did not expect to share Tony as much as I did. I knew it was called Turning the Tables and we wanted to be a free flowing conversation. And they asked, the guests would ask each other questions. They'd ask me, not even ask questions. It was just kind of like a, like, you know, if you're hanging out with your peeps, you know, you all are just, you're just chatting. There's no one that's you know, directing the conversation, but I have to admit they got me to, to spill the tea. I wasn't <laughs> expecting to talk about some of the things that I did. But it's a compliment to my guests. They made me feel comfortable. I was trying to provide a, a, an atmosphere for them to be able to reveal as much as they wanted to. And they, in turn, put me in a comfort zone. And I was able to share, too. Oh, I love that. So I got to screen the first episode with you, Billie Jean King, Mickey Guyton, and Jamie mm. Lee Curtis. Yeah. And I wow. was like... Not me crying <laughs> 10 minutes into this. Go, oh. baby, come on. The conversations are just so raw and relatable. Yeah. So was there something a guest on Turning the Tables said that really surprised oh. you? Tell us everything. Yes, yes. I mean, in that particular episode, Mickey Guyton, who was pregnant at the time and now is a mama and could not be happier with her little baby, 
but at the time being pregnant and had questions, questions that many women have, especially working women and working moms. And she really talked and went there. And she was even surprised how honest she was in discussing what she was feeling at the time. And for Jamie Lee to come in and say, hey girl, I got you. And if one woman hearing this conversation, if it helps them, that's the reason why we're here today. And that was very powerful, that Mickey revealing as much as she did. Sheila E. talking something about her past that I was not as familiar with and being very comfortable and going there and wanting to share that in hopes, again, of helping others. And just the vulnerability that all the women displayed and showing that vulnerability can be a strength, not a weakness, when you allow yourself to just have an authentic conversation and to know that we were a group of women empowering and being there for others, other women. And sometimes women get a bad rap that we're, you know, we, we don't support one another. We go after each other, but that was not the case with this series. And it was wonderful to learn some things that I had not known. Jamie Lee, is she revealing something about herself? And we laughed, we cried. One minute we're joking around and then all of a sudden we're in tears. It was just so incredibly raw. Loved every second of it. Well, it was so fun for me to see a lot of familiar names listed as executive producers for this project. But one that really stood out, you already mentioned his name, LeBron James. Yeah. Come on. How, how, what was it like working with him? And what did he bring Wonderful. to this project? Teammates. Teammate. He is a true teammate. He and his staff and crew with Spring Hill, my group, we just really meshed. We're all about best idea wins. You know, he came and his group came with a concept. We noodled it. We expanded it. We put our own take on it. There was no ego involved. Just wanting at the end of the day to provide some meaningful content. He was wonderful. I cannot express enough gratitude toward LeBron, everybody there at, at Spring Hill, and that they were on the same page. And you'll love this too. It wasn't just about showing diversity and inclusion on camera with our guests behind the scenes. Our showrunner, a dynamic young Black woman, our director, our lighting, it was multicultural, multifaceted, in front of and behind the scenes. And that's where we were in lockstep. And I really appreciated that. So also on Disney Plus is the docu-special One Day at Disney, which I was very happy to work on, oh, taking yeah. us behind the scenes of A Morning in the Life of Robin Roberts. And there's also, of course, the book that accompanies the series. What was it like to be a part of that? Uh, first of all, it's a beautiful book. It's an absolutely beautiful book. Everyone involved did an excellent job of really pulling the curtain back and letting people know the multifaceted aspects of the Disney company, the Walt Disney Corporation, our parks, that's our bread and butter, you know, but to really be able to emphasize all different aspects of it and to show people that Good Morning America is more than just seven to nine a.m. We work more than two hours, people. There's a lot that goes into it. There are a lot of people that are involved in it, but it was um, really, I, I just really appreciated the opportunity to let people in. We ask people to allow us into their homes, into their hearts. People don't just watch us from home now. They're watching us on different platforms. But, you know, we have to turn the tables, so to speak. Oh, no pun intended there with my series. But we have turned the tables and say, okay, <laughs> we want to go into your home. We're going to allow you in our home. We're going to allow you to see 
what it takes to put on this program each and every day. So I was really grateful for the opportunity to be able to let people see you and others and just the, that phrase, it takes a village. It truly does. And so I'm glad that the book was able to really highlight all the aspects of the Disney company. Well, I love that we have a lot of Robin on Disney Plus. Do you have a favorite film or a favorite series that you've been binging on Disney Plus these days? Ooh, okay. All right. I'm a little late to the game. Okay. I'm a little busy, a little busy. WandaVision. I'm catching up on. Wow. It is so good. I love the creativity. I love the story. I love the heart. I love the humor. Black Widow, I can't wait to watch that. I'm so busy doing, but those are two in particular that I have, uh, especially WandaVision, I have started binging that. This weekend, I'm going to have a group of friends here and we're going to Black Widow ourselves and just have a good time. Eat some popcorn, drink some wine. Oh, can I say that on Disney? Uh, uh, we're going to drink some milk and we're going to watch Black Widow. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Oh. Well, for Disney, you've worked at ESPN, GMA, with Disney Plus now, and even on shows like The Rookie, Nashville, and even uh, Doc McStuffins, which is pretty oh, fun. Yeah. What's it like being part of this Disney family, Robin, and how it's been different than working anywhere else? I think just by you saying all the different platforms that I've been on, beginning at ESPN, started there in 1990 as a little kid coming from Atlanta, Georgia where I was working before, to be able to be on GMA for as long as I have, to be able to Nashville. I must have had like a half a dozen cameos. I'm still getting the residual checks. Thank you. Again, it shows, and this is what I appreciate. I want to venture outside my lane. And Disney allows you to do that. It gives you a safe place and so many different areas to be able to stretch that creative muscle that we all have. At the end of the day, for me, it's storytelling. And to be able to, on different platforms, be a storyteller. But I can't think of any, and I'm being sincere, yes, I'm a lifer, but I don't know of any other place where you are, as a cast member, encouraged to do so many different things and to be able to have the opportunity to express yourself in so many ways. I'm very, very grateful, very blessed. As a testament to what you just said, in 2019, you were named a Disney legend. Yeah. So what was your reaction when you first found out? And what was your experience like at D23 Expo when you received that honor? Well, first of all, I mean, I, whew, I mean, it was, uh, gosh, it was in all sincerity. I was taken aback, so incredibly honored to know those who had gone before and uh, the class that I was going in with my dear friend, Diane Sawyer, and being there with my entire family, my siblings and some of their children and some of their grandchildren, blowing kisses uh, skyward to my mother and father who were cheering me on from their heavenly balcony. And that whole experience and the people who come out to that are the most, wow. You talk about passion, talk about being passionate about Disney and all that it stands for taking pictures with different people from all over, not all just all over the country, all over the world who came there and who come there for that. It is something I will never, ever forget. And it was made even more because my, my siblings and family members were there and we're old school. They were running around taking pictures with Robert Downey Jr. and, and others that were there that were going in. And 
Uh, my brother's always had a crush on Diane Sawyer. He's known her for years. And they were excited to see Bob Iger and they took pictures. And then they actually sent Bob pictures framed to his office. And Bob commented how cool that was that my siblings did that. And we're Southern. We're proud military family. And just so grateful that Disney has impacted not only my life, but my family's lives. What I've been able to do for them because of the opportunities that I've worked for and I've had a lot of people help me but will forever be grateful for the impact that Disney has had on my life and my family's lives. Well, I know you have a lot of Disney packed into your years here, but we end every podcast interview with this question. Okay. If you could pick one, what is your favorite Disney memory? Huh. My favorite Disney memory isn't during my time at Disney. It was the first time I went to Disney World, Ah. Uh, 1976, the Bicentennial. My sister was performing at the park in Orlando. I was 15 years old at the time. My mom and dad and I got in the car. We drove to Orlando. When I saw the monorail, I was like, go away, mama. Look at that. That's going through the hotel. I didn't have quite that bad of a Southern (laughs) accent about that. But being... Seeing the park, amazing. I will never, ever forget. And see my sister up there being a part of the Disney experience, that really set the tone for me. And then when I went back, it was during my time at Disney, I was doing something for the Children's Miracle Network that would broadcast from Disney World. And my mom and my dad and my brother and my sister and their kids, they all were invited. And to be there at the park, with my siblings and my parents who are no longer with me. That's a good memory. <laughs> That's a good memory. So this is what's so wonderful about Disney. I love Disney Plus and what they're doing for my program, our program, Turning the Tables. It always comes down to the parks and how you step on the grounds there. And it's magical. It is magical for families and it has been magical for my family for as long as I can remember. And I am just so proud to be a small cog in a tremendous wheel that is Disney. Come on, that's drop the mic moment. Boom! Come on now, come on now. Uh, I'm Robin, in every word of it. I'm in every oh, word of it. What an incredible memory, honestly. Yeah. Uh, oh, Robin. Well, thank you so much for your time and how you continue to inspire literally everyone you meet and touch so thank you yeah thank you so much thank you that was so fun thank you congrats on this new series we love it we'll welcome you back here anytime all right and stop dming my girlfriend okay stop it get out of her dm tony <laughs> <laughs> thank you and scene <laughs> we'll talk about turning the tables you guys <laughs> yes well done well done not me sweating behind the scenes <laughs> with robin roberts uh i know we are colleagues and friends but oh always love speaking to her and what a series indeed indeed oh and i forgot to mention guys i got my d23 inside disney t-shirts um, oh which yes me too yes I, I just posted tony your picture was great i'm loving it anyone who, who likes them or wants to see them they can get them on d23.com just click on merchandise um Yay. they're quite fancy and fabulous just like you sherry oh thank you Aww. that's so kind 
kind. Of course. Well, thanks again for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to share and like this episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And please share photos of you wearing the Inside Disney t-shirts. We want to see. Yes. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.